When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com good evening and welcome to the lfc day trippers it's not the uh, the winners and losers that you may have been expecting tonight. It's a build-up game for Liverpool versus Ajax in the Champions League tomorrow. I'm your host, Keith. I apologise for the delay. You will see there's only three of us on screen at the moment. We are having connection problems with the fourth person. Uh, regular listeners won't be surprised who that is, and we will find out soon enough. Um, Chris, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. I've got my hands up here, so you can't blame me. Yeah, I'm, that, that's I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not touching anything. Good lad. Any new <laughs> listeners there might know what's going on, but you know, trust why not? What's you an Apple preview? Yeah, what's an Apple preview? Actually, it's the best part. Don't talk about an Apple game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kev, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Not too bad. Missed the football at the weekend, but got to watch loads of other stuff that I wasn't planning on watching. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was nice. It- Nice to watch, uh, get back into watching NFL again last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching the Red Zone last night. That was quite good. Yeah, Sunday, the Red Zone on Sundays is great, isn't it? Six for one, boxes you off. Yeah. Isn't it mad that like football can't do something like that? Do you know what I mean? I know it wouldn't work because it's it does no stoppages and all that. BT do it. BT do it on Champions League night for on, I think it's on channel 413. They have the, um, any action that happens in any of the games, they'll show all the goals on that one channel. Mm. That's good. I wish That's it was good. something that the, the football league could do on a Saturday. You know, it'd drive interest in the football league games at least. Mm. You know, whatever about the Premier League games and they want to keep the three o'clock kickoff times and all that kind of stuff. But there's definitely got to be, there's definitely something in it. There has to be, because all the there's cameras at all the games anyway. There's no reason why they can't. There are reporters there as well. And it'd be a great watch, really would. The Aventus yeah. game, the Aventus game was good. If you didn't see it, no, I didn't. See, I've seen a bit of it, but that was so mental. They were two. They were losing two 0 Juventus. They got it to two two. They score. They score what they think's the winner in the ninety fourth minute. Called berserk over it. There's a VAR review where the guy who heads it's onside, but 
there's a guy who tries to head it in front of the keeper, misses yeah. it. Yeah, Milik heads it. Danucci tries yes. to interfere. So in then, an offside position. So, so Milik celebrates, throws his shirt into the crowd. It's his second yellow, so he sends off anyway for the goal celebration. Walks down the tunnel, doesn't do care as he thinks do, he got the winner. They do a VAR review. The ref goes offside. All hell goes through. Quadrado gets sent off. The Juventus manager gets sent off, and one of the Fazio, um, Fazio, uh, Fazio gets Salmaterna because he's busted one of the players because they had to go with him. Yeah, <laughs> finished two two. And did you see the pictures? Did you see the pictures of it today? I don't know if it was genuine, but there was a player keeping him on side by a mile over it uh, near the corner. Table. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Crazy, get, crazy stuff. Well, you got cra- some people drawing crazy lines on uh, stuff on the internet, so you got to be a bit yeah, wary yeah, about yeah. Uh, but after the Lord Mayor's show. But yeah, that was a bit nuts. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, look forward to getting us back. You know, as, as bad as the Napoli performance was and all of that, but look forward to seeing the Reds tomorrow night now. Yeah. Chris Golding asks, lads, did anyone watch Boca versus River play? Sorry for your loss, Keith. Yeah, look, I, I love the Super Classico. It's one of my favourite games in world football. Um, the fans are just a different breed over there. And when you see, if, if anyone's seen it, uh, Benedito scores for, um, for Boca Juniors. And you just see the stand is rattling. The crowd is like the old cop, you know, they'd all swarm to the front. You just mm. see them all in the, the Bombonera just bleeding, rattling to the front of the the stand it's absolutely brilliant to see yeah. but i i would be a, a river play um sympathizer in that game but i do love pocket juniors as well that's the beauty i find with um you know it's like with nfl and nba i love the nba as well it's you're not emotionally attached with him do you know yeah. what i mean so i find with liverpool um and we'll add all right they go dun, dun, dun. Dick, I'll be getting kicked out again. Say something, <laughs> Dick. Keeping us all in suspense. <laughs> but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. It's, yeah, it, it better be because he's interrupted my Bocca Juniors talk. Gone. He said Bocca Juniors. He's like, fuck this. That's not what I came here for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Dick back in soon. We'll get Dick back in soon. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was only saying there, you know, I, you don't get emotionally attached to um to a team, you know, in the NFL and the NBA. And I know some of the lads, Phil Casey loves the Chicago Bears, yeah. Dicko himself loves the Bengals. Some of the boys have got a team that they pin their, their colours to. I just enjoy it without having a, a team as such. And it's the way I am with the Argentinian football. It's the way I am with the Brazilian league and all the all that stuff, even the Uruguayan stuff, you know. I just love watching the games without having a real interest. So with River play, I do have a soft spot for, I like Boca, I like Velez, I like Newell's old boys, I like Estudiantes, I like Independiente, I like them all. So, um, yeah, great, well, River me, play. Well, me and Kev like that, we watched, the, what was the French game we watched on the watch along, Kev? Oh, God, yeah, we watched, um, Lille against, Lille against Marseille. Lille against Marseille. Um, we, don't, we, didn't get, we didn't care who won. We just watched it. It was actually quite a good. It was a good game to watch in there. It was a good but game to watch. There's a cracking. There's a cracker on next Sunday night. I'm going to be watch, doing that in the watch along. Who was it? Uh, well, there's two games, and I don't know which one to do. You, you've got AC Milan against Napoli is kicking out is uh, on BT, and you've got Leon against PSG on at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah. Leave it up decisions, to if anyone can do it. Then. Hard life, innit? Leave it up. Yeah. Well. Dick, I'll tell him what to watch there. Will you say something? 
Finally, no first, Finally. no camera, then no sound. My God, got there. Yeah, it's showbiz. Anyway, you know what I mean? That's showbiz. Thanks for joining us, Dicker. We're finishing now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't lost that. You got, you got all the Queen stuff out the way. No, you? we are waiting for you. Oh. We are waiting for you. <laughs> waiting on you um, to get your take on it. We've just been talking about um, no football on the weekend, and and the lad saying, you know, you watch a lot of different stuff and stuff that you may not have watched other football, other sports. And we were just touched on the NFL and they're saying, I know you're a big Bengals fan. Yeah, How did yeah. you find the start of the NFL? They go, oh, that was cruel. Heartbreaking. Absolutely. Three, nearly four hours through the mill uh, yesterday. I mean, yeah. you know, it's one it's one thing to have all the disappointments of Liverpool sort of accumulate. And so I kind of thought, clean slate, you know, obviously I was due to go to the game on on. Saturday, that that didn't materialise for obvious reasons. And then sit down, watch a bit of NFL. Uh, Didn't go red zone, went full, immersed myself in full Bengals Steelers. And at the end there, it was crazy, missing extra points, taking it to overtime, missing field goals. Oh, went through the whole. It was like being a Liverpool fan, really, going through the range of emotions. Yeah. And coming out the wrong side. And coming out the wrong side of it, which is... Of just in line with what we've all been feeling as as Liverpool fans this season. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, gonna dust myself down for the Dallas Cowboys next week. It was a cracking start, wasn't it, to the NFL? A lot of uh, excitement and a lot of a lot of games down to the word. I thought it was a, a great start. Um, any you boys watch it? I watched the Red Zone last night for the first few hours, and then we did a bit of a watch along last night with uh, Matt. Matt's a mad. Um, He's a Green Bay Packers fan. So he was going through the mill with uh, watching them against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that didn't end end well for him. I think he turned to drink by the end of it. Yeah, (laughs) It is what it is. Yeah, they looked dreadful, didn't they? They did, didn't they? Yeah. A lot of people's preseason, I was listening to podcasts in the week and leading up, and there were a lot of people, a lot of people's tips for getting to the Super Bowl from the NFC. So that was a really, really awful looking star for them. Whereas, you know, some of the hyped teams in the AFC seem to live up to the bill and the likes yeah. of the Chiefs and the Chargers. But the Packers started that way last year, didn't they? They got absolutely slaughtered by the yeah. Saints, I think it was on the fourth yeah, day. So, yeah. You a know, long season. It's a long, long season. season. Yeah. It's a long season. Yeah. Twists and turns all the way. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, folks, this is not an NFL podcast, although we could do an NFL <laughs> I thought we were going to get Phil. I thought we were going to get Phil, but in there. Yeah, Phil would be sick now that we've, we've done 10 minutes of NFL and he wasn't allowed on. Um, Chris, I want to come to you. Uh, oh, thanks. We, not about the NFL. So, Liverpool had no game at the weekend. Um, it's great. We, we didn't concede. We didn't lose. Yeah. It's the best yeah. post-match me and Kev ever done. <laughs> I'd say so I'd say so but you know the games got called off and we all know the reason why the passing of Queen Elizabeth um, games were cancelled understandably I'd say um, a bit mad that they cancelled our grassroots football I thought that was a bit weird that children mm. couldn't go out and play football but you know it is what it is did Liverpool need the break do you think or um, I, I, I started glad that that game didn't go ahead I think I need the fucking break I don't know about <laughs> Liverpool Um yeah, I think Liverpool did need to break because we were an absolute shambles against Napoli. Just no coherence. I mean, Klopp's even said in his press conference, the worst performance he's ever seen yeah. under Liverpool, which is pretty damning from Klopp because he's normally trying to find a, a positive in some way and he just goes, 
maybe three of the eleven were a bit were all right. He said the rest, that was crap. So I think Liverpool needed that. I think they needed. A bit, I think they need a little bit of looking in there, a little bit of a kick up the arse. But um, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I'm really. I'm not into this all. Oh, we'll do better and we'll try better. It's very Man United writing fucking essays when you lose a game. I don't don't tell me, show me. You know, I don't need to. I don't need to hear we play. Oh, we played shit. We can play better. I know that. <laughs> I don't need just get get on with it and do that. Uh, box points out. Thiago was, pos- was probably one of the few positives. Was his twenty minute cameo did more tackles, more progressive passing, and just more around better play than the rest of the shite combined. Yeah, the only ones who did anything was Diaz had a decent second half, but I'll just say it was a decent second half. And Elliot showed flashes. Other than that, nothing really. So it's a low bar they're going to build up from. And look, the player I excited will be confident. You know, they batter everyone in the league like we do. They tonked Rangers 4-0 in probably second gear. So and look, look, I've got to wake up because they're already one game behind. They've already got a really bad goal difference. So they've got to make both up now to get, get the Champions League on a wriggle. So this is a bit of a must-win, I think. Kev, um, how are you? Are you confident going into this game on the back of a, a few days, a few days off since Napoli? As confident as you can be. I mean, pick up what Chris was saying there. They tonk everyone who's in their league. They haven't played anyone. You know, Rangers are, against Heronvane at the weekend. Yeah, they're they're poor side. It's a poor league, and you watch it when you watch the highlights of it. Heronvane got in at them three or four times, and bar poor fit. I mean, they're Herobin striker was one on one with the keeper two or three times, and all but for poor finishing. They give you chances, but there's no way in hell they'll play that way against us. They're not that stupid, you know. You're not going to see Daily Blind rocking up as a late runner into the box from left back. It's just not going to happen, you know. But the one thing that they have got up front is pace, and they're very good on the counter. We've seen what um, Bergwijn could do on the break when he was at Spurs. You know, he's a very good, very quick lively forward but he's the best of them you know and there's a reason why Tottenham bombed him out you know he wasn't good enough for the league he can show flashes but he's not good enough for the league you have to be confident playing these guys I don't, I don't care what kind of form we're in we're home in the Champions League and we lost we got torn apart in our first game so and they've had a week off they've had a week to sit and stew if they don't put up a performance on the back of what's what they've been through in the last six days this season's a wash over. Forget about it. It's done. Yeah. They have to they have to turn up tomorrow night or just don't bother because this rebuild that they're in the middle of will stop stone dead in their tracks if they stop trusting each other and they stop believing in what each other is supposed to be doing. That's what happened against Napoli. It was it was he Klopp talked about Milner being late for a for a for a challenge and no everyone else was like, What the hell's going on? They were all doing it as individuals. Nobody trusted each other to do, to back each other up. And it showed. Napoli got through us so easy. You know, that can't be allowed to happen. You know, it's not like we're playing a brand new system. We're not, we're we're brand new players and they're bedding people in. It's not like that. They were bedding one or two in. The system hasn't changed. They know it inside out. They just don't trust it at the minute. They don't trust themselves. And that's got to change. Dicko, um, what are you expecting from Liverpool tomorrow? Do you, are you expecting a reaction or are you, are you worried about uh, what, what, what they're going to serve us up? Not what Ajax do, but what Liverpool do. Are you worried or do you think there's going to be you know, a, a reaction from the players and from Klopp? 
I think there, I think there will be a reaction. I mean, I don't think they'll underestimate Ajax. I think they'll fully understand and they'll have had the time to, to plan and the preparation that will go into well tomorrow will will we'll, I think will stand us in good stead. I think in a way these fixtures, you know, the fixture being called off on Saturday and, and now we've got clear daylight as well. We know we're not playing on Sunday. So it, it it can be absolutely all focus on this game, absolutely leave everything on the pitch tomorrow. No distractions. It's 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 tunnel vision for this game and, and I think that's only going to help us as opposed to, you know, trying to sandwich it into what was a, a fairly hectic schedule when, let's face it, there was a lot of, you know, f- visible fatigue, I think, out there. And I think this can only help the spacing of these games. And then I think it's something like 18 days off, isn't it? So, so if there's any mental fatigue, I think this should, you know, the way things have panned out should actually help us. And And then, you know, you add that to what's, I think the perfect platform, which is, you know, a European night at home against, despite what we say about the strength um, comparatively of of AX right now, um, they're a a well-known name, they're a a household name, there's a certain amount of romanticism about playing Ajax. um, And I think it's... You know, if, if we if we can't rise to the to this kind of occasion and 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 uh, and take care of business, then then you know, it, it, it we know it's a must it's a must not lose. You know, if if we if we lose tomorrow and the other game goes kind of to form, you know, we're sitting on no points and we've two other teams in the group on six points, and I know we've the two games to go then come up you know, against Rangers still, but, you know, you, you, you just never know with these whole, with the, with all this battle of Britain kind of, as it'll be, as it'll be built. <laughs> Let's face it. There's a certain amount of, you know, unknown in those kind of scenarios. So yeah, must not lose, but I've got a certain element of confidence that Klopp will have had the time to really get in, stuck in, mentally and on the and on, and on the training pitch and that they will come out all guns blazing and let's hope upon hope that we get off to the fast start and we don't concede the first goal and that I think you know we, we get the first goal I think the crowd will be well and truly into it and um and, and it might just be the platform that we need you know because I'm not uh, these two league games being called off is is no bad thing in my estimation I, I think I think we've 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 kind of we've touched a bit lucky there, I think, in some respects, because the league was really starting to, you know, I think that gap was in danger of really becoming unassailable to Manchester City. Indeed, indeed. Um, one player getting a lot of stake in the chat is is James Milner. Um, thirty six years old. Thirty six, is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, <laughs> you know. I don't think there can be too much of a defence of how Milner's been playing. There are circumstances, I think there's context to that, that others are not available. So, you know, Milner has to be in there playing. But he really struggled against Napoli. Are you worried about James Milner in an Ajax, uh, up against an Ajax midfield that will most probably consist of um, Alvarez at the holding midfield, Kenneth Taylor 
um, in the centre alongside Stephen Berghouse. It's a good, skillful midfield. It's got a lot of running in it. It's got a lot of energy in it. It's quick. They move the ball fast. It's physical. Can you see Milner playing in this game tomorrow or do you think Milner has done his, his stint for the season nearly and, and we will see less of him now that players are coming back? I'll be surprised if Milner plays midfield tomorrow. I don't think he will. Listen, the reason Milner's playing is because Liverpool, we all thought with Liverpool had one in the summer. They didn't. And look, Klopp went with the midfield he's got and the lads he's gone with can't stay fit. That is the only reason Milner's playing. I, mm. I generally think the reason Milner was kept on for another year was... Bring, bring him on for the last 20 minutes to see games out and to play domestic cup games and then for his off-the-field information um, attributes. That's what he was kept for. Milner should not have been starting this many games now. And I don't believe with Klopp that was ever the plan, but that's kind of the situation the club and Klopp have left themselves in, which is really... It's harsh on Milner because he's, he's getting stick, but it's not his fault he keeps getting picked. You know, that's on the management and the recruitment. They left that left themselves in that position. We all said at the start of the summer, despite this myth that we, I keep seeing in the chat, every, I think nearly everyone in the trippers were saying we'd like a midfielder in the summer, but if we don't get one, then the club got Klopp and the club are going to find a way of working with what they've got. And you know, they only brought somebody in on deadline day who I haven't seen him play yet, so I don't know if he's any good. Um, so I'd be amazed if Milner's Milner starts. I'd be quite concerned if he does because he shouldn't need to because. Thiago's now had a good 10 days training. Arthur's had a good 10, 15 days training. And Fabinho's had, had a training and a bit of a rest. So there should be no need to start him. And I think this is also against the rest Elliot. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, Kev, are you um, on the same lines as Chris there? Milner doesn't start. He's, he's, he's run his race. And now it's time for others to step up and take that board and away from him. Well, Chris is exactly right. I mean, at the end of the day, Reliability has been the Achilles heel for the club for the last month and a half, six weeks, eight weeks. And it's, it is one of those things. We brought in a midfielder on deadline day who hadn't kicked the ball in anger in two months, who hasn't really had a preseason. He came on for 15 minutes at the end of the Napoli game. And he looks, he, Arthur is a, t- a very good player. He's a very technical player. And if this works out, it's going to be a great deal. You know, thirty-two million plus his contract is already agreed if he extend, if he wants to stay. So if this works out, this is going to be a really good deal for us. But it's going to be a case of getting him to where we need him to be. That's going to take time. Milner probably won't start tomorrow. If Milner starts tomorrow night, something's gone drastically wrong somewhere else. You know, be it at fullback or left back, maybe. But I don't see how he starts in midfield if, as long as Thiago and Fabinho are, are, are fitting right. But it's not his fault that he's been selected. He's come in. He's done what he, he's done the best of what he can. He doesn't never James Milner in all in his career has never crossed that white line, not to give a fuck. You know, it's not in his DNA. It's not in any of their DNA to say they don't give a fuck. But the mind and the body not working as one is a different matter. You know, the mind will want to do something and the body is like, you go away. You know, and that's what happens at 36, 37 years of age. You know, you're not 25, 6 anymore. You can't do what you used to be able to do. And he needed help in that position. And Klopp needed to help him in that Napoli game by looking at who you're playing, looking at the form that you're going in with and looking at the form of the team that you're playing against and the place where you're going, where you have a shit record. 
play this play the game on its merits, not the way you rock up the games and expect sides to roll over. Can't do that no more. Not a way to an informed Napoli side. That's just stupid. And Klopp has to take his fair share of the blame for that. It was naive at best, arrogant at worst. And there's plenty of collective blame to go around for the shit show that happened at Napoli. And James Milner is just one cog in a large shit show. It cannot be allowed to go again this week. They've had a week to sort themselves out all around the house. They've all had a the week to sort themselves out. Klopp, Linders, the team, everyone. But it's up to them to put it right. We can only talk as much as we want to talk, but it's up to them when they cross the line tomorrow night to put this right. They have to. Indeed, indeed. Um, Dicko, midfield. We'll we'll stay on midfield. Um, we've got bodies there. We've got numbers. We've got... Um, Nabi Keita, who's not in the Champions League squad, who's now being called up for Guinea, we've got, which is a bit mad. We'll talk about him in a minute. We've got Curtis Jones isn't back yet. Hendo okay. isn't back yet. Um, and Carvalho possibly back, but I don't really see him as a midfielder. I see him more as an attacker, personally. I can't see many after the experiment um, at the Derby. I can't see him playing many midfield games. Who do you see starting the midfield for us tomorrow? Yeah, I think someone just threw something in the chat there, but although I slightly disagree with it. Um, um, Arthur Mello, Fabinho, Thiago. I, I think I, I actually think Fabinho, Thiago, that was Bonkers LFC, by the way. I think Fabinho, Thiago, and, and probably Harvey Elliott. I think someone mentioned maybe time to give Harvey Elliott a rest. I think that may have been, like he may have been due up in terms of rotation. If 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 it would have if we would have played on on Saturday, we might we might have seen maybe that midfield on, on Saturday. But I think with that with those extra days, I think he will. You know, let's let's face it. Harvey Elliott's been probably our brightest spark um, in what's been a pretty dismal start to the season. You know, he's 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 impressed pretty much every game. You know, and I think he's got better in every game as well. So. I think I think he starts. I think Fabinho, though he's been running treacle a little bit the last couple of games. Again, hopefully the rests uh, done him the world of good. And then obviously we've we've seen the cameo from Thiago uh, when things had already got away from us. But that was a you know some promising signs. He come on and he did all things that you kind of expect, take for granted, miss when he's not there. Um, you know, but. Uh, you know, I say taking things for granted. I mean, there was Curtis Jones we just mentioned there, another frustrating sort of, you know, player really at the moment in terms of his availability. I mean, he's on a bench for a game and then he disappears again. Obviously, something's not quite right. He's not, he's, you know, he's same, feeling whatever. Same, same injury, isn't it? Yeah, so that's frustrating because, you know, one step forward, two steps back. And that seems to be a common theme with some of our players. I don't want Cavalio to be rushed if, if if his injury needs a bit of time. Then you know I think with that three that I named, you've got you've got Arthur possibly to come on as the first as the first uh, midfield change. Expect to have Milner on the on on the bench. See Milner's role for me. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In the squads really should be around, you know, being able to bring on for the last 10, 15 minutes when you've a game to manage. And also to, you know, to provide some starts in the likes of the the, the League Cup and the FA Cup. Um, you know, every player has a role in the squad. And I think that was, you know, by by extending Milner on for another year, I think that was supposed to be his primary role. But obviously everything around him kind of disintegrated from a fitness point of view. And and he's he's had to come in and, and, and plug plug the gap on far too many occasions. So yeah, so I think I think that's the three that I would start anyway. I think that's probably the most likely. I think Thiago coming back in give us a bit of a bit of a lift because um, we need, you know, and, and I know we'll move on to it, I'm sure, but you know, the likes of seeing Jota again, you know, starting games, you know, that, that'll, that'll give people a lift as well. Yeah, that'll be a big one, getting, getting all these lads back and, and, you know, the bench will be stronger. Whoever we, we start tomorrow, we will have hopefully a better bench. But, uh, Chris, we see Simakas is going to come back in as Robbo is out now. And it's just mm. one one thing after another, isn't it? It's just injury, injury, injury. But I think Robbo, Robertson is one who, look, I, I've been super critical of. Robertson, Trent, Van Dijk, Fabinho, Salah. I think their mainstays, key players, some of our keyest players that we have and none of them have been at the races and people will throw in oh Henderson hasn't been you never criticise Henderson Henderson hasn't been Henderson hasn't been available and that's one of the biggest issues there but um, the way the senior players have been um, taking their eye off the ball and we'll, we'll talk about Robbo now because he's out do you think it's not the worst time for Robbo to pick up a little knock and, and get Simicast in for a few games no, it's almost a, you can almost say it's a Ferguson injury. Because mm. then he's just picked up a knock, so he, he can't go with Scotland because he because he gets run into the ground with Scotland as well. Possibly should be rotated a bit more, but I'll be honest. Outside of the Bournemouth game, which is a bit of an anomaly because you, if you slap a team nine 0 it's just a bit weird anyway. Yeah. Uh, Cast for me has not been to me not been much better. I felt defensively he's looked sometimes a bit like a competition winner. So Simicast and Robo between them, whenever Eva's played, I've gone like, they've been about as bad as each other. Robo is generally a little bit better defensively, which is probably why he's got the nod. Why he's got the nod. But look, Simicast, look, we know he's a, he's a decent backup option. He's got good energy on him. He's got, he's got a really good ball. And he's, a, he's a different style of crosser to Robo, which is not, not a bad thing. Uh, I, do want, I don't think he's as strong defensively, but I think he's solid enough. So it gives some energy. It'll give us something we need, which is probably something a bit different, but like you said, Simicast is the least of our worries. It's it's a lot of the senior lads just aren't performing. And look, I know we have to talk about signings and this and that and the other, but some of it is some senior players just need a bit of kick up the bit of a kick up the arse. Yeah. You know, us not signing players is not the reason Virgil van Dijk suddenly decides he's just going to stand still and let people shoot. Because that's what he's been doing. He's been really lackadaisical. Uh, as much as Trent's been poor, I think Virgil's been just as bad, if not worse. No, for being, no, no, no. I don't Trent think it's been, been worse. Trust me. Oh, that you know, I've still not given Van Dijk for that United goal where he just stands there and watches the guys shoot. Fucking charge him down. That's yeah, but even on that, Trent is worse. So 
I think this is the issue. I think the, I think the, we're fighting over uh, our star players here about I, I think both, so that's an indictment of Liverpool season yeah. so far, isn't it? Well, I don't think Fabinho's been great, but I don't think he's had a lot around at the moment. Yeah, if you know, if we're talking now, say, I mean, I think we might go midfield two of Thiago and Fabinho, or we could go as some suggest Thiago, Fabinho, Arto. Is it about our third or fourth or fifth combination now in midfield? We're only like seven <laughs> games in. How many more bloody combinations do you need? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that, that's mm-hmm. where it's a bit, and I think I'm, I'm obviously me and Kev after the after the post matches, and it's a bit they're a bit hard sometimes. I must be honest when you just start going because we say the same thing every time. How have we played? Shite. Who's played well? No one really, <laughs> and that's how we feel at the moment. So it's a bit, just a bit, it's a bit hard work at the moment. So we're not used to it. No, yeah. See that's it. it. It is. It's an absolute. I mean, killer. these are these are like first world problems. Let's get this clear. You know. Yeah, our team, exactly. Our, t- our team who's normally challenging the other top for the, t- for the title is, is having a really ropey start. You know, it's not. Yeah. We're not talking as bad as that. We have experienced Liverpool, but you know, it's just not what not what we're used to, and it's just a it's just a little bit disheartening at times. But it's yeah. it's the it's the it's the come down, isn't it, from being so used to winning pretty much every week. Um, mm. Uh, you know, and you know, we we started off by saying the likes of a draw felt like a defeat. Certainly did first game of the season, and 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 it's it's actually in <laughs> some games a draw feels like a godsend at the moment. Yeah, in some games we would have bit your hand off for a for a for a draw, as uh, as Davo would say. Um, you know, it's just it's just that drop off. Uh, you know, going from challenging on on all fronts. Uh, right the way up until, you know, the, right at the end of the season, you know, well into May, absolutely bananas, you know, entering May, challenging on all fronts. And we we, we haven't even got out of September. We're not, we're not even halfway through September. And we're worried about, you know, who knows, you know, this time in 24 hours, we could be worried about our position in the, you know, for getting to the Champions League knockouts. We, you know, we we're worried about where we're at with the league, you know, and and the irony of it, we 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 all, you know, moaned about the two winning, the two, or not all, not all of us, but plenty of fans moaned about only winning the two domestic cups. I mean, who knows if that by Christmas, if that's our only realistic options? I mean, realistically, probably by the end of September, we're, we're going to be at least probably nine points off 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 the top because I, I expect Arsenal to beat Brentford. You'd expect City to win, so you look at eight. You're already looking at an eight point gap on City. That, and, that's and really I know the game. Right. I know the game in hand. Nonsense comes in, and you talk. But it's Chelsea will win it. You'll but it's Chelsea away. It's not. Chelsea, politely, exactly. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not. We're playing Norwich away. We, yeah. Went, oh, it's, yeah. we, we. You know, it's a banker. Like when we had the game in hand, it was Leeds. When Leeds were terrible, you were kind of yeah. knew that one was up a ninety percent done. Chelsea away, no matter what form you're in, is a hard game. No, you know so. So the mountain is building that 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 league mountain is building uh, an mm. awful lot, you know, and and it is it is one we're not too that we're not too far away from playing City really realistically in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's yeah, it's not. only a few weeks away. Mm. Very trail, very trail. Yeah. Um, Kev, uh, we're going into this game now tomorrow night. Uh, we're we're stinking the place out. We all know that. <laughs> Ajax, on the other hand, are you know winning all their games. They're yeah. they're banging in goals for fun. They're not conceding any goals. Um, 
22 Wait. goals scored, one yeah. goal conceded. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I get the, comp- the level of competition, but yeah. if, that That's doesn't, still impressive. If, that doesn't, if that doesn't give you a swagger coming into yeah. tomorrow's game, nothing will. Yeah, and look, it's confidence. You know, no matter what league you're in, winning breeds confidence. The same way losing and drawing is absolutely draining the confidence out of us. But there's been a big churn of players at Ajax, Kev, um, with, I mean, Ten Hag goes to Manchester United, he gets replaced by Alfred um, Schroeder, is it? Alfred Schroeder um, came in from Bruges. Um, the, a lot of their big players have gone, you know, and they just replaced them. They replaced them with him, but they, they bring in like the likes of Bergwijn for big money and it just looks like a great, great move for them, doesn't it? Like they, they just, that churn of players is unbelievable there. They just have the next ones are all waiting in the wing. Every time they, they, yeah. they let go, they've got someone else waiting to come in. Well, you, you look at the likes of the, with Kudus, they had no problem letting Haller go because they knew he was he was on the back burner. Berghaus is a, an established Dutch, you know, he's a right winger, but he can play in midfield as well. If he plays yeah, midfield a, for them, yeah, he, he, play yeah he was a right winger, but he's dropped into midfield, kind of like what Bernardo Silva did at City. So he's quick enough and he's good technically with the ball, but you can get at him. Um, Tadic is good. Um, Bergwijn quick. Ruby is the one, one of the ones they brought in for the future. He's tidy enough player. Daily Blend at the back is rock solid. He's a good technical, he's a good footballer. And the last goal they conceded was the 14th of August. So you're right. They will be confident and they will look at how we're playing, but they'll also expect us to be better, you know, and, but that's up to us to show that we're better, you know, but when you look at the way they play, it's the IX way. It's four three three. They don't steer from it, and when they do steer from it, they go to a three four three. And it's up to you then to push their wing backs back, and force them to play a back five. And from there, you have to dominate the ball. So how we choose to do that? Because I think they will go with a back five. I think they'll they'll go. To, they'll be delighted to come to Anfield and get a draw. They'll be ecstatic. You know that's that would be their their hope. They'll hope for a draw if they can nick a win. Great. Their game plan will be don't lose, you know, and the, the onus is on us to make the game, but we don't have to be crazy about it. You, you you won't win the game in the first ten minutes, but you can throw it away, yeah, and you can throw any confidence that you think you might have built in that week that we've just had away by throwing away a stupid goal because you're going gung ho at the start, trying to be all things to everyone when it's not necessary. Remember Klopp's pre-match last week against Napoli, and all he kept talking about was being compact. Being compact. That's all he kept talking about. We were anything but. So there's something has that has to be addressed, and the reaction that we need to see in the pitch tomorrow night has to be there for everyone. You know, and whether he changes the style of play, whether he changes the system, whether he just turns out and says, look, this is plan A, it's 4-3-3, go and fucking do it right this time. You know, whatever way he wants to go and do it, but the players have to have to be the ones to do it. And they're good enough. They are good enough. We know they're good enough. And like I said, when I look at the IX side, yeah, they're big fish in a small pond. And we've seen what size, like when we've played Salzburg in the past, dominant in their league. They give us trouble, but we beat them. You know, we have to be the same with IX. They're a good side. They're a quick side, but they can be got at. They're, I mean, Julian Timber is a good centre-back 
but he, he's good. young. He's mm. young. Alvarez, the uh, Mexican centre half, Edison Alvarez. Uh, I think Chelsea were looking at him. United wanted him. Yeah, forty something million they wanted to pay for. He's him. a good player. He's a good player, but again, is he going to play in a back three or is he going to step into midfield and play as a six? You know, we'll see tomorrow night, but again, they're good without being brilliant. Yeah. We don't have to be brilliant to beat these. We just have to be competent. We have to be good at what we do and that will be enough. It will be enough. Indeed, indeed. Anybody who wants to go searching online and looking for Amsterdam Red Knights and things like that, you might get brought to dodgy websites, you know, you have to be careful. <laughs> so even if you use incognito, doesn't actually protect your privacy. You know, does anyone know that? Um so yeah, no added security with that. So what's the way around that? What's the solution? I think we all know where this one is going and we all know what the solution is. The solution is IP vanish. VPN makes it easy to stay truly private. And look, I'm a consumer. I'm I'm one of the I'm one of the uh, testimonials on this to say that this is this is great. It covers up your browsing history if you need to cover up your browsing history. Not that I do, but you know, I'm sure it's it's there if we need it. But um, we all know uh, keeps your details private, covers um, browsing histories, passwords, things like that. Because I think we all take it for granted a bit with internet security and things like that, that uh, we think everything is safe, but it's not really. So I'd recommend getting on and looking at an IP vanish, uh, unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. So like you can put it on your tablets, your phones, computers, your IP TV, television, whatever you want to put it on, you can put it on there. It's easy to use. Um, it's an incredible incredible 70% off that yearly plan for listeners of the LFC Day Trippers. We're a 30-day money-back guarantee. Can you believe that? So you're essentially getting nine months for free. So uh, IP Vanish, super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're easily easily protected. You won't even know what's on. It works there in the background. You can't see a thing. Um, so it's got a 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. I mean, what more do you need? What more do you want? with the IP Vanish. I, I think it's got everything. I think it's all there. But to sign up, you go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers. Claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers and cover yourself and any Amsterdam-related searches you might be doing over the next <laughs> day or two just for your own good, for your own protection. Also, while we're on about the Champions League, do you know that the... Uh, Paramount Plus streaming all the games now exclusively live. Uh, you can get on um, nine months, heart stopping, hold your breath, exhilarating football starts in September. Top teams, everyone's there, all the big boys, Liverpool are stinking it out at the moment, but we can turn that around. You can watch every game in the group stage, you can watch everything there up until uh, the final with that. And you just need to sign up to Paramount Plus. Um, I think we said the last time we tried to do this that it was around a tenner uh, a month, 10 euros a month or $7 or something around those around those lines. But it's every game. So why wouldn't you? You know, we're talking about Champions League. If you want to watch it, get on and get on to uh, Paramount Plus um, with the LFC day trippers. So look, I'm not going to do any more of that stuff. I think I've done better this week than I have before. I'm delighted with myself. I'm proud of how I've done that. I didn't get to read them comments there because I was focusing on me on me craft and <laughs> business. It's, 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 it's almost like you it's almost like you remember to do it this week. It's, some yeah, might, some, some might say, yeah, some might say, some might <laughs> some say. Might yeah, say. 
Does the Paramount Plus include Europa League for us later? Don't ask me any questions, Dick. I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Champions League. Champions League. So, uh, we're, you big, know, Liverpool will be on it. Liverpool will be on it for a few weeks more than anyway. So, um, look, that, that's, that's, it. that's the admin done. That's the admin. One thing, someone was asking the chat earlier on there, what's going on with Curtis Jones? Curtis Jones is a stress fracture injury. Okay, and the thing is with a stress fracture, Gerard suffered for it for a long time when he was about 20, 21. And, and it's to do with his body growing. And when you have a stress fracture, it's rest is the only thing that will cure it. And it can, you can re-injure yourself very easily just by doing exercise, just by coming back. So him being on the bench, match stretching, anything. It's just one of those things. Um, Calvin Ramsey is very similar. It wasn't found on, it was found during his medical. So it's just a thing with some some players at that age that they will grow out of. So mm -hmm. it is what it is. You know, it's not, you know, something out of nothing. It's just the stress fracture on his shin. It's very similar to shin splints. If you've ever had shin splints, it's very similar, but a bit more painful, apparently. So, you know, just suck it up. Yeah. The injuries are part of, part of football. You know, every every yeah. squad gets them, every player gets them. It's just when it hits us, you know, it, it's like we all panic, isn't it? About mm. don't be a midfielder, don't be a midfielder, don't be a midfielder. It's a fucking midfielder again. There was like the centre-backs yeah. a few years ago and when you don't yeah. want them dropping. That's because well, you're overplaying the ones that are still fit. Yeah, well, that's it, that's it. And they go, it does sort of mean that, you know, Liverpool... I want to go on to picking the predicted lineups and and scores and that for the, the match tomorrow. But before we do... Something that, that I have a bit of a BME bonnet about is being Liverpool's recruitment um, strategy. Certainly this summer. And the the sort of lack of planning around midfield players. Because I, I think Arthur's a, a very good player. I thought he was really good um, at Barcelona. He very highly rated by Messi. Messi thought he was the nearest thing to Xavi that he, that he had seen. He was highly rated in Brazil when he was with Gremio. Didn't work out at Juventus or whatever. And Liverpool have brought him in. I think Chris touched on it earlier with our Kev. One of the boys touched on the, a nice um, little boy, a 32 million fee to buy him. But he's got a lot of injuries. So to me, I'm looking at that and I'm like, well, why are we wasting that time with lads with checkered history? Now, you could bring in Jude Bellingham, let's say, in the summer and spend £100 million on Jude Bellingham and he could get injured in the first training session. That's the nature of football and we know that. Mm. But are you he's, worried if Liverpool a, went... What, what, who's that? But, but, but at least with Bellingham, he's not renowned for picking up injuries, is he? No, no, but, you know, well, yeah. neither was Van Dijk, you know what I mean? It can happen to yeah, you, you know what I mean? There's, there's no sort of, anything can happen. But yeah. I'm sort of, Julian Ward came into Liverpool, he took over from Michael Edwards, and yeah. we bring in Luis Diaz, great move. In the summer then, we bring in Darwin Nunes, we bring in young Rung Ramsey, and we bring in Carvalho. Carvalho looks like smart business, Ramsey will be a squad player, time will tell. Would you have spent the money on Darwin Nunes knowing the state of Liverpool's midfield or would you have looked to do something with midfield? Because what I want to do here is I want to look at the midfield options that we have, right? So we're going to go through them all. Fabinho has had injury issues. 
the thing that annoys me the most about him is that when he comes back from an injury, he doesn't come back quick and he, he takes a few games to get himself back up to speed. Right? So he's our number six, our only defensive midfield player. His backup is Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson, realistically, if we're all being honest, I'm a huge Jordan Henderson fan, shouldn't be in the starting line for Liverpool. He should be taking on the James Milner role nearly of being the senior pro, helping lads out, going in and doing bits here and there, Nixers. Thiago is one of the best midfield players in the world. Never available, no use. Um, Cortis Jones, I'm a huge fan again. Great talent, never available. I know Kev touched on it there. Bad injury, the eye injury was a bit freak as well. You can go on and on. Right? We go Oxlade Chamberlain. I'd, I'd rip up his contract. I'd pay him off now at this stage because he's not worked out until Liverpool. Naby Keita. What more can we say about Naby Keita? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's like. It, it just baffles me that we've gone through that list of midfield players and we've decided that we need a forward for 65 million or whatever we paid up front. Would you have done that or would you have looked elsewhere? I've done both. I've, yeah, yeah. Well, we know yeah. they won't do both and that's the thing. We know they won't do that. So, But they were going to buy, but they were going to buy Shoe Many. That's been well reported. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Were they going to do Shoe much? 60 million, wasn't it? Well, it, was, it wasn't cheap. It, was. it wasn't cheap. No, I think it was cheaper than that. I but, think they, they pulled out a race when the price and show many went up, when the interest yeah. went up. But they, they had, were interested in them, but not at that price. It, it, it was pretty close. Though. It might have been 50, but that's what they were looking at. And I, well, I think they would have done both because if, you, if you're replacing Manny as number nine, you're not going to do, there's no point doing that on the cheap. And the big things that got people pissed off after the Champions League final, other than losing it, was. And Shalotti's comments, which were, we know how Liverpool are going to play because they played the same way for years. So the benefit of the Nunes was, well, he's quite different to any other striker we've got. And he's not an Andy Carroll you lump up because when you watch how Benfica played, they weren't lumping balls to him. They were using him in behind and using his pace. So I didn't mind signing a number nine who was a bit different because I thought, it's what you want because then you've got him, you've got Jota and you've still got Firmino. So you've got three lads who can play number nine and they all play quite differently. You know, so I was fine with that. But this Mike said from day one, I wanted four in the summer. And we only we eventually got four in, but let's be honest, Arthur wasn't part of the plan. Because if he was, we'd have bought him in earlier. Uh, and that's the frustration. That's the frustration. But Klopper, Klopp does have to take some of the blame for this because he did turn around and say, "Oh, I made a mistake." Now, if he's covered for the owners, so be it. That's but that's he's chose to do that. And as a two contract extensions, he's probably pretty okay with how the transfer policy works. So, but I'd have done two now. It doesn't have to be a, a Jew Bell of hundred million pound player. They may have I'm sure there are other midfielders who could have done a job or could have at least given us an option that are nowhere near hundred million. It was still decent players. You know, this is my concern. I don't think it's gonna be <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's gonna be hundred it has to be Jew Bell no one. And I think that's my concern. Yeah. Very good. As Aiden says, great Aiden, point there. The question was for Dicko. Dicko. <laughs> quick, Dicko. Anything to add? <laughs> um, That's yeah, enough. I made, I made, I made my piece really with the, um, I, I, you know, the whole kind of summer, bit, you know, kind of ongoing saga with 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 Bellingham's name being constantly linked. I kind of made peace with the fact that you know maybe there was a bit of forward planning there, and there was some kind of you know. Um, sort of, you know, gentlemen's agreements or agreement principle, whatever it was behind the scenes going on that assured um, Klopp and others that 
that that that deal was going to materialise in another twelve months. Um, you know, when you actually look at the midfield and know all those players that you rattled off, yes, there was that the, there is and the, and there always was some injury concerns around all of them. And if you kind of, you know, if you had it, if you if you did a kind of an American football style depth chart, there was there would there would be enough cover um, at, at every particular position. Um, but the reality is, we've been hit with all of these injuries at. All, all kind of at the same time. I mean, Curtis Jones, case in point here, he's at a certain stage in his development, in his career, that this would have been an opportune moment for him to to, to come to the to, to come to the forefront, for him to shine, for him to be able to stake a genuine claim to have a position in the squad for the next, you know, five years, say. He's, he, he, I feel for him in a way. There's a lot of comments coming in that he's not a good enough standard for Liverpool, and that, and that may not be the case. But the shame around him, if he continues on this trajectory with with his injury record, is he won't necessarily get to fully prove that one way or the other, and he may just it may just pass him by. So there is a bit of a concern there because at any time you have a player coming through your academy system, you're saving yourself you know, the associated transfer fee with having to go out and buy someone for 50 million or whatever, you know, something of that region. So it's a real shame. The navigator thing is just, that's gone to a whole new level now. I mean, we've seen his um, sporadic availability over the last few years. We were able to it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline achieve things you know even with that going on I think Klopp needed a big season out of him this season and I think he did you know he probably thought with the you know with the um the contract year that it is sort of thing that, that Naby Keita would step up to the plate and he would deliver this season we've seen you know we've seen bits and bobs of it but um he he's 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 let Klopp down badly and I think is bombing out the whole Champions League squads and 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 probably everything now for for the remainder of his time in Liverpool at Liverpool is is a massive blow because he's he, he, he he's he's left a gap there that we've had to go and try and fill in an emergency capacity um, and I know probably it was Hendo's injury that tipped us over the edge to actually act but um, you know I I do wonder some of the the, the Klopp's comments around making a mistake was almost indirectly at making a mistake thinking that he could get serious a serious contribution in game time out of Naby Keita and maybe some other individuals as well. Maybe he was hoping there'd be a change of luck for Oxlade Chamberlain, but 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 that that's just an, another in a long line and list of, of injuries that he's had his body's obviously not up to it. Seeing it with Adam Lalana, that's not really changed for Adam Lalana since he's gone to Brighton. So I don't expect that's a change for Ox when he moves to his next club. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Thiago's injury record, 
very sketchy. Um, Fabinho, sketchy. It is like we we've 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 got ourselves in this position now of of being really dependent on players that that aren't gonna be available for you know even probably 80 90% of the season so we've dug ourselves a pretty big hole here by not by not acting in the transfer market and and maybe trying to get through to next season you know my concern now is we have such a bad season and things you know, who knows? Top. I know it's early days for not making top four shouts, but let's see how the next few weeks go. I mean, you're not going to attract top players if you're not playing Champions League football next season. So, you know, that's that's a minimum requirement for us now to to not let this. Isn't that a bit of a myth? Isn't that a bit of a myth though? No, not necessarily. No, I don't think so. No, I I think I think to attract you, Bellingham, I think we probably. Be yeah. needing to be in the chat. I honestly do think because he, he'll have other options elsewhere. You know, did you the tumor anything? Just so unfortunate, wasn't it? I mean, you know, if you know the whole sliding doors moment with Mbappe and whatnot, and you know, it could, it, there is a world where it could have been too many coming to the European Champions Liverpool, and instead he goes to the European Champions Real Madrid. It's just. It's just un- it's just an unfortunate sort of series of events in that in that regard. So, and then on the Nunes piece, I think that, I think I, I I do think there was an element of panic buying associated with that. I really do. I think Mane going. I don't know how much he sort of Klopp, Klopp makes out. He well, Klopp says he knew how far in advance he knew that he was going. He certainly knew on the night of the Champions League final. That that was going to be his last game. We've kind of heard him say that in in, in presses and whatnot. But um, his the reaction then to go out and splash that cash and 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 just you know whether there's some of it's fan appeasement or whatever. Um, who, who I don't know. Got, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Who would you got instead? Who would have been a better fit? Well, that's the that's the thing. You, you, you know, had to have got someone. Um, exactly, and that's that's the dilemma they were put they were put in, and and you know I'm sure you know a shortlist was drawn up, and and that that you know became the the most you know target that made the most sense at that moment in time in a in a fairly short period of being able to debate it and deliberate and sound sound people out for their availability and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't think it was. I don't think this whole succession planning has gone as smoothly as maybe we were kind of thinking it was going a few months back and and even the passover from um you know to julian ward you know it's i don't know people very quick to sort of go oh you know we haven't missed a beat and michael edwards out the door julian ward you know carrying on the good work mm, i'm not i'm not i'm not convinced at the moment i'm i'm a bit i'm a bit yeah. kind of concerned yeah. I mean, to be fair to Nunes, he's played three games. Let, I know that's part of the headbutted someone, which is his own fucking fault. But I think there's a lot of snap judgments on three games. We've seen the opposite. Snap judgments are positives after three games. It doesn't help, Chris, as well, that he's pro- he's being compared with with a freak show in Haaland. You know, no, that's, but, you know what I mean? But that's not his fault. That's just something he has no, to do. I he know. To do with. I, I, the Manny thing for me... I reckon Klopp, has, Klopp probably knew about that last January. 
I don't think I don't think Nunez is a, is a uh, a panic buy. Now we can argue is he the right buy, but I think that's who the manager wanted, and he's got who he wanted. Now is he using to the best of his abilities? I think that could be open for debate. But after three games, I'm a, I'm a bit I'm likely to give the lad a bit more of leeway. It doesn't help for Nunez that everyone around is pretty poor at the moment. Well, see, that's the thing. Signing. That's a hard thing for new signing because I think if Jota not got injured. Joss would have started a lot more. And then yeah. Nunez would have been broken in generally, like he did for the Fulham impact, when he makes an instant impact, scores a goal, and goes, oh, great, that's what we want. But that's probably what we wanted to do with him, I think. I agree with that. And I think, I'm not just to be clear, I'm not digging out signing Darwin Nunez. I think Darwin mm. Nunez is going to be a very good player for us. But Kev, my point was leading to the Jude Bellingham question, <clears> right? And the talk of Jude Bellingham next summer. And let's say, let's pick a figure out at the sky and say 100 million, right? For Jude Bellingham because he's mm-hmm. not going to come cheap, right? So yeah, you know, eighty to one hundred million, I'd say, will be what you're looking to pay for this kid. Where are we getting eighty to one hundred million from? Because I don't know who are selling to raise this money, and we know they have a, a model, right? A plan to mm. to do this, right? So assuming that FSG are not going to bend too much from them because I think they do. I think the people it gets made out too much that uh, they don't. You know, if the player comes available and Klopp wants him, we've seen it with Thiago, we've seen it with uh, Diaz, that they, they will act when they have to act. But let's say £100 million for for Jube. And Jube Bellingham is brilliant, by the way. I, I watch him an awful lot. He's, Laura Duffy hit the nail on the head there earlier on when she said, yeah, as a player, he's brilliant, but his leadership for a player at that age is just off the charts. He is brilliant. Yeah. But if you're looking at a midfield rebuild, would you spend £100 million on Jube Bellingham? Or would you spread that hundred million and get two, possibly three players for the midfield? Do you think one player is enough? Is what I'm getting to. No, it's not. We're going to get three players, but the three players you're going to get, you won't like two of them. <laughs> um, Bellingham will be the ultimate target. Uh, Tyler Morton, who's out on loan this season, will come back and take Oxley Chamberlain's minutes. All ten of them. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You've got, no, you've got nine centre mids. What you're doing? Easy. You're not looking for nine superstars. You're looking for people to play minutes. That's what you're looking for. You got. You're going to have five senior centre midfielders. Belling will be one of the five. Then your other four are to give those guys a break. Play the cup games. Play the last twenty minutes. Come in and cover an injured player here, there, and everywhere. You're not going to have nine superstars. We're not going to go out and spend 50, 60 million on three centre midfielders each next summer when we don't have to. I think we'll put all our eggs into one basket, whether that's Jude Bellingham basket or not, I don't know. I think they were right to do the Darwin Nunes signing this summer. I think they gambled on the midfield this summer because who they want, they can't get. And that's the other side of a triangle in a transfer. You have to have a player that's willing to come. You have to have a club that's willing to pay the money. And you have to have a selling club willing to sell. If those three don't things don't line up when you want them to, then it sucks to be you. <laughs> because Dortmund weren't in a selling mood, they didn't have to sell, and they don't they won't want to lose him after the summer that they've just gone through. So mm. that's that triangle out out the window. Couldn't get him. Barella is never leaving Italy. As much as a brilliant player I think he is, he's never leaving Italy. Why the hell would he? He's a star at a club that love him, and yeah. they're a huge club. 
and Dale will win t- t- titles in Italy. So why the hell would he? You know, I have no idea about Lamer stories or this story. Well, or that. I've seen loads he, of stories flying around. Lamer is, is one getting a lot of heat. And the thing with that is, you know, he'd be free. And maybe and Liverpool don't seem to deal this, and that's that's the that's the thing. But you know, maybe they could look at it doing a deal for a uh, Conrad Limer. This um, is what I mean on a free and someone else, and that could be the way to get around that. But they need three players. You don't necessarily go out and need to pay three transfer fees. Yeah, I'm convinced that Tyler Morton is out on loan for next summer to blood him into the squad to replace the minutes that you would expect to get out of an Oxlade Chamberlain, which is about. 1300 minutes in a season is what you're looking to get out of a player like Tyler Morton. So, if you have an FA Cup run, if you have a League Cup run, if you have 20 minutes at the end of a game and you need to bring someone on to take someone off, those kind of minutes they all add up. Taki was one of those players that gave you those minutes, Origi was one of those players that gave you those minutes. I'd rather try someone like Tyler Morton than go out and spend 30 million quid. On someone who's not going to be any better. Because yeah. we've seen what 20, 30 million tends to buy you when you're an English Premier League club looking to shop in, in Europe. It doesn't buy you much anymore. You know, they see the Premier League tax is a real tax these days. You know, and I don't think there are too many bargains to be had now. You know, they, they see Premier League coming and they it's no accident that the Premier League this summer spent two billion in transfer fees, as opposed to the whole of the other five leagues combined, not even reaching that. You know, yeah. it's obscene. And I think the Arthur Mello deal, if we decide to keep him, is going to be a great addition from 27. Get him fit and get him right and get him playing. He's mm-hmm. ideal to play as a cover with Thiago if you want to rest Thiago. If you can get 25 games out of Thiago, bear in mind, he's got to be a year older as well. Mm-hmm. You know, in the following season, you can get 20 games out of Tia- of Arthur Mello in the same position. That's the left side of midfield box stuff for for a while. Then you're looking at Harvey Elliott on one side. You're looking Bellingham with Fabinho and Henderson as your three sixes and maybe an eight cover. It It's not as bad as it seems, but the gamble will only be, we'll know the results of the gamble when we see the end of the business next summer. Indeed, and indeed. if they couldn't, like I said, if all the eggs are in that basket and they couldn't get him this window, they had to keep their powder. Where you say you ask where the money is coming from, they don't need to. They don't need to oh, sell yeah. anyone. I mean, no, that, the that's, but there. that's that's the way it, you know the the myth is sort of yeah. that they only sell or the boy players when they sell and and who are they going to sell? But I have, agree. I think the money yeah, is have, there. They just having a neutral window this this summer, being able to sell well is suddenly a crime now. If you're a Liverpool fan, yeah. being able to sell players for good money. Doubling your money in some cases is not a good thing there. But, but the, other way you, the other way you'll break that myth is when the is when the event if they actually do it. Yeah. If they do a few bad hundred million and mm. fuck all goes out the door, you're sort of going, Well, there it is. But until they do it, it's all his he said, she said it's all well, subjects. Yeah. They have done it. I mean, people talk about Darwin Nunes as as, as if it was chump change. I think it was the second or third highest transfer fee paid for a player this summer. You know, it wasn't cheap. You know, I do think it's the three you're talking about coming in. This is assuming we're going to stick with four three three. And the local, I think, when things are working, admittedly, it's only worked about twice this fucking season. We do seem to be playing, trying to play more of a two. 
and the third midfield being a real, almost like a 10, really bombing on. So I don't have to evolution as we may end up just going to a midfield too. If that's the case, then you probably don't need three midfields in. You probably need two and another wide forward. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Emma, can I just say that? Emmett was talking there. Fabrizio Romano was talking about that the interest for, for Larmer came late. I read that coming from his point from Larmer earlier when the window closed that he, it's not something that he's going to up sticks and move his family to a new country at the very end of a transfer window. You know, it's something, a deal for some players like that, you have to do early and give him time to get his family over to settle. Plus, he comes free next summer, and the ultimate dream for any German player or any Bayern. player playing in the Bundesliga is Bayern. You know, yeah. and he might be holding out for... And Bayern did this religiously for years. You know, they'll sign, they'll snap players up on freeze left, right, and centre. The other thing as well, there's something on Twitter flying around. There was an interview with Thomas Delaney. He's at Seville now, uh, talking about Jude Bellingham. And who, where would he go, and who could, who would be interested in him? And Liverpool obviously mentioned uh, Real Madrid will be interested. Uh, Man City, to a point, he said, and Man United fell away. But the interesting one to watch is going to be Real Madrid because it's the day after the transfer window closed. Um, what's his name? Ju- Vinicius Junior got a Spanish passport. And because he's now an EU registered player, they freed up a space in their squad for a non-EU player, which would be, be an English player. No, but it do, it does free up. This, this, I don't think it'll be either. I don't think they need him. I I don't think Joe Bellingham would go there. I don't know Joe Bellingham, obviously, but <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, I'm sure he's watching. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that Joe Bellingham wants to go to Liverpool, and you know. Nearly Liverpool only. It might change if I absolutely stink in this season, but it's it. I think Bellingham has done a few years abroad and will come back to the Premier League. That's my take on it. I'm not yeah. overly worried about Real Madrid, to be honest. In all this, I know that sounds stupid. I just, oh, I don't know. I'd be I more worried about Manchester United. I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, there is, there is, there's always got to be a worry that someone, you know, someone else is going to increase their. Yeah, kind of interesting. I like a year, a year is a long time. A lot of things can happen both on his side and and also from from other clubs in terms of watching him closely. We've also obviously got a World Cup coming coming into the mix as well. And I know he might not necessarily be one of the first names on Gareth Southgate's team sheet, but strange things happen in World Cups. You know, injuries happen or. You know, you have a poor performance in your first game, and then all of a sudden, you know, Duke Bellingham could be thrust into the spotlight and 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 have a and have an unexpectedly fantastic World Cup. And then I think if he gets you know he gets launched into another into an, into another stratosphere, then you really are under serious pressure and competition, and it will really put I think uh, a real test on the on the owners to stump up the cash. You know what I mean? Because yeah. my only concern with Jude Bellingham is we as Liverpool fans got very excited about Sancho. Sancho really wants Liverpool. Sancho really likes Liverpool. Effort about Liverpool. He's played for Man United. Because Man, yeah. Man United stumped up the big money. Which did, we did. Yeah. So, and the wages, remember? I mean, you know, yeah. we've, we've, got, we've got the wages aspect we've always got to bear in mind. There'll be, you know, I know the Salah gets the big contract and whatever, but they, they won't suddenly want to, you know, it's one thing to get your proven star 
up to a certain level and be able to sort of position that back to other players in the squad that, that you know if you do if you do things you win things you know you're the you're the kind of the role model that everyone looks up to around the squads you know there's a certain level of ease of selling that story back to the rest of the squad you know I'm not convinced we're going to start stumping up you know 400 grand a week for a, a 20 year old you know yeah, I mean, I'll be. Some, I, mean, I think whenever he goes up, he can get a de- he'll get a decent wage wherever he goes. To be honest, so it does. And it does come, comes down to his own personal ambitions and where he wants it. to be playing football. Mm, yeah, and you know that's part of like, that's part of the makeup and our DNA now that we always end up with players who probably have got other options out there, possibly could um, wait it out at wherever they are and maybe get a bigger move or whatever. But, but we get players to come in and we get them hungry and, and, and wanting to play. And the wage is almost kind of a secondary, do you know what I mean? They're pay, as Chris has mentioned, they're paid plenty enough to uh, to be able to get up the more, in, in the morning. This, this, this is I'm sceptical on Bellingham, not Bellingham the player. The, there's a lot of other players talking about Bellingham's the done deal. And I'm a bit like, we'll see. Because I've, I've, yeah. there's a couple of done deals that we've apparently had, and yeah, really still happen. waiting on them to be done. Chris yeah. Golding in the chat the, there the, is the open, an interesting name. <laughs> oh, not Gavi. Gavi will not be going anywhere. He that's, hasn't signed. Not his, a good he hasn't signed at anything at Barcelona yet. Yeah, but, well, and they can sign him now. But the yeah. myth that, and he but still the myth hasn't that, signed, and he goes, he's available on a free next season. But also, it's not true that Barcelona owes money. Uh, just to spell that myth, Liverpool sold the Coutinho contract yeah. to a third party a while ago yeah. and got money for it because they weren't convinced to get the money off Barcelona. Yeah. So Barcelona owe money, but they do owe money to a, yeah. a third party. Gabby has been about to sign that new contract for the last four months. Yeah, I just think I'd that there's no way they let him out. Yeah, there's the, they'll throw huge dough at him. There's no way he's getting out of the door there. Not a chance that he is getting out of that door. And he's constantly linked to Liverpool. And it never makes any sense to me because, you know, you can look at transfers and you can say, well, that yeah, I can see the reason. Like Joe Bellingham, I can see the reasoning behind that. Yeah. And I think there is interest in both parties. The likes of Gavi to me just looks like newspaper talk to drive up the negotiation for Barcelona. There's no way they're letting that kid out there. And, and I don't think he jumps either at this this stage of his development. But look, that's just me. Lads, no. before we and finish... Get minute, and he's getting serious yeah. minutes. And let's face oh, it, Barcelona, the tide seems to have turned on the... You can say what you want about the management yeah. of the club and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Well. But they've, the tide seems to have certainly turned with, 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 yeah. with results. And, you know, they're going to be contenders in the Champions League. They're going to potentially win La Liga or push Real Madrid very close. So that's, the, the, there's there's no, it's not like 12 months ago or 18 months ago where, you know, you know they were pulling in like Martin Brathwaite and think everything yeah. seemed to be going to, to shit there. It's not. They are, they are absolutely back um, in the, in the challenge. On the pitch, yeah. Yeah. On the on pitch. The- I, think, I think off the pitch, that financial crash they're going to hit, they've just kicked the can down the road. I think that's coming back again soon. Possibly. Anyway, tomorrow night, quick one answer question. A question, just give me one word answer. Minute silence. Observed or not observed? Chris? Observed. Kev? Absolutely observed. Deco? Observed. Yeah. um, I don't think so. I think one or two gobshites won't observe it. And I think people will react and it'll sound like a bleeding 
it's not being observed and I'm hoping I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong, I think Liverpool fans have the right to build national anthem and they have the right to do this and do that, but everyone's expecting them to slip up, aren't they, on the national anthem? I'm sorry, on the minute silence, and I just hope that they don't, you know what I mean? Um, just because it's just feeding into the narrative for everyone else. But, Chris, give me your predicted lineup for tomorrow and your score and your scorers, please. Um, Ali in goal. Uh, Gomez, Matip, Van Dijk, Simakas, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah, Bobby, Diaz, Nunes. Oh, well, I'm not sorry yet. Your score and your 2 1 Liverpool, Salah, Diaz, and they'll probably score first because why change the habit? Yeah, well, I've told you that. Kev? Yeah, I think Alisson, Trent, um, Matip, Virgil, Simakas. Fabinho, Thiago, uh, Bobby in the 10, Salah on the right, Diaz on the left, and Jota through the middle. Score prediction, players? 2-0. Uh, Jota, Jota and Bobby. Dico. <laughs> um, Adrian in goal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why not mix it up <laughs> funny though Kelleher I didn't see Kelleher in the training videos today so uh, um, yeah Alisson um, Van Dijk uh, Matip um, poor old Joe Gomez I, w- I wouldn't I'd just just give him a bit give him a bit of time away <laughs> um, after what we've seen last week um, what more than Trent <laughs> well yeah yeah yeah, I, mean, I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I just, just joke, yeah, joke as, a one, as a one game sort of sticking out like a sore thumb. That was just yeah. I mean, yeah, for being honest, he had a nightmare. And he was hooked as well, wasn't he? Yeah. But, but Trent, but Trent's had a nightmare for about five. Trent's, days. Had, Trent's badly yeah. out of form, so we we have got to hope he plays himself out of that. So Trent, um, and then the three in midfield uh, we discussed before: uh, Fabinho, uh, Elliot. Tiago, and then the front three. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's time to 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 maybe let Nunes start. Um, then Mo and and Diaz. Although you know, I'm 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 happy to see Jota starting tomorrow. Either way, you know what I mean. I I, I don't, you know, just back on Darwin Nunes quickly. I, he just he did himself no favors by getting that that red card, did he? That, like that's his biggest that's been his biggest mistake really to, to date you know I remember thinking on that night not just about the game in hand the game at hand at that point it was oh my god the games he's going to miss now as a result of this yeah. you know what I mean and and his his start in a Liverpool shirt was just going to be so disrupted but uh, prediction um, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with the old Desmond 2-2 Give us scorers there, players. Um, I think I goes for Desmond all the time. <laughs> 14 to 1. For, Can't be it. Kev. For, for, for 14, God help us post match, Kev. If it's 2 2. Um, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Nunes and Diaz as the goal scorers for us. And. I have no 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 idea who scores for them. Trent Trent and Van Dyke for them. 
Yeah. Had to possibly get one. And um, who's the other lad who plays for them? Mohammed. Kudos. 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 Yeah. 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 Fair play for giving me the Ajax scores and all. I wasn't expecting that. That's a true pro, that. Yeah. My prediction, Darwin Nunes gets a hat-trick. That's all I'm predicting. No, for, no line-up or scores or anything else. Darwin yeah. Nunes, hat-trick. That's um, Keith Coe for he thinks we're losing 4-3. No, 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 no. But, but Nunes gets a hat-trick. No, no, I think I'm confident that we turn things around and... I'm confident that it will start tomorrow, but I'm always confident. I was confident last week. It didn't work out. Um, we'll finish up there, lads. Just a, a brief one for anyone that's been following our um, charity stuff that we've been doing over the last while. You know, we, we've done uh, what they Bobby's Wish to Walk at the moment. We've done Sienna Steps. We've done the... Um, the Felicon as well. And at the very start, we done one for a young lad, Keane. Uh, Keane mm. Strong was the, the hashtag. And unfortunately, Keane passed away. Um, oh. Very sad, we heard. Um, I think it was late last week, maybe. And, you know, it was it was a battle too far for the young lad. And, yeah, we just, we, we heard that, unfortunately, he passed away. So our thoughts are with his family and, and any friends of the family because, you know, people knew him and very sad and a somber way to finish the show but we just wanted to let people know do you know what i mean that unfortunately young Kane has passed away um so lads look we leave it at that um and not really much more look chris thanks for coming on tonight cheers mate thanks for having us kev thanks for being on tonight thanks mate appreciate it there you go thanks for joining us yeah and look if you don't want to Think about the Queen during the silence tomorrow, then maybe think about poor Kean. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. This has been the Day Trippers, and we'll see us all again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.